Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertel. Huda and welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Ertel. The New Orleans Saints hold off the Carolina Panthers comeback. They win 34-31. to This is a huge win for this team. We're going to be getting into all that in just a bit. I want to start off with this quote from Sean Payton that kind of summed up the game. It wasn't our best, wasn't Carolina's best, and it wasn't New York's best game. What he's meaning by that, the Saints didn't play their best, clearly. The Carolina Panthers hurt themselves a ton. In New York, he's referring to the refs, had a terrible game. I'm going to be getting into that much more in here in just a bit. The Saints improved to 9-2 on the season and can clinch the division next week in Atlanta on Thanksgiving. The bottom line of this game, they found a way to win. They defeated an NFC opponent and they defeated a division opponent. Joey slide not Joey not so sly missed the go ahead field goal. Part of the reason was because maybe the most athletic scene, thing I've ever seen Marcus Davenport do leaped over the line with ease, and really I think that was the reason why Joey missed that missed the field goal. You have a big defensive end coming right at you. You're gonna try to hook it around him. He he totally hooked that way right. That was maybe the most athletic scene I've thing I've seen Davenport do, and not to mention the play before. He was the one who caused the field goal attempt because he got he bent around that edge and got that sack on Kyle Allen. So a big two plays by Davenport helping the Saints find a way to win this game. With a minute 50 left, tie ball game, Drew Brees ball, I kind of had the feeling this game was over. I knew deep down Drew Brees is too good in these situations. They drove down the field. Kankar Mike ran a beautiful route. In NFL terms, they call it a sluggo. It's called a slant and go, so sluggo. So... Michael Thomas ran that slant, and that slant. Drew Brees gave a little pump fake. James Bradbury bit on the slant. Michael Thomas cut up field, and it was just a perfect pass. Found Michael Thomas for 24 yards, and that led to Will Lutz's game-winning field goal. Again, Saints win 34-31. to Before I get into the stats and breakdown of this game, let's look around the division. The Bucks beat the Atlanta Falcons 35-22. to Looks like the Atlanta Falcons' magic has run out. If you like big boy touchdowns, Vita Vea and Ndamukong Sue, both are starting DTs, both had touchdowns. Vita Vea had a receiving touchdown from James Winston, and Ndamukong Sue took a fumble to the house. Bucks improved to 4-7, and seven, and the Falcons fall to 3-8. and eight. Some of the key stats of this game, Drew Brees threw for, was 30-39, for 39, 311 yards, 3 touchdowns, and a costly pick. Latavius Murray had 7 carries on the ground for 64 yards. Alvin Kamara had 11 carries for 54 yards, 9 receptions for 48 yards. And again, he got those 20 touches, and the Saints improved to 10-0 when Kamara gets over 20 touches. Kankar Mike had another monster game. He had 10 receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Maybe the best game we've seen from Jared Cook as well. He had 6 receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. Big game coming from him. If we can have a healthy Kamara, Latavius, Kankar, Mike, and Jared Cook, this is a scary offense moving forwards. Not to mention Christian McCaffrey at 133 total yards, 64 rushing yards, 
Again, the Saints still don't break that snap, a 100-yard rusher. I thought maybe Carolina could have done it this week with McCaffrey, but the Saints limited the big plays. He had 31 touches, so that's a, that's a positive for the Saints because McCaffrey's a big play, explosive player. So lim- making those touches go up is saying he's having a hard time finding the big chunk plays. And I know he popped open wide open a few times, but again, I didn't see him have over like a 10-yard reception, a 10-yard run. They made him grind out every single yard he got he had. Getting into the breakdown of this game, I tweeted out before the game, I needed the Saints to get an opening drive touchdown. I just needed it. They haven't had a single one this year. They started off 7-play drive, 75 yards, opening drive touchdown, to let, rushing touchdown to Latavius Murray. That put them up 7-0. to zero. Later on, Carolina muffed a punt because Justin Hardy's pressure hit the back of a Carolina Panthers shin, leg area. Saints recovered, and Traquan Smith had a wide-open touchdown. That put them up 14-0. to zero. Not that much longer. P.J. Williams got caught looking at, looking at the quarterback way too long. Got burnt by D.J. Moore for a 50-plus yard touchdown. I went back and looked at the play. It was cover three. P.J. Williams had the deep... Deep third on his on, on his side. Marcus Williams also had a deep third. Eli Apples on the other side of the deep third. But P.J. Williams got caught looking at the quarterback too much. I think he thought that D.J. Moore was running a straight post. So he thought he had safety help with Marcus Williams. He did have safety help. But he just ran a straight go. And that was just enough to get by P.J. And Marcus Williams just couldn't get over there fast enough. So that was burnt coverage by P.J. The Saints later went up 31-18. to and Carolina stormed all the way back and scored 13 unanswered points. Late in this football game, Carolina looked like they had it in the bag. They were driving down the field on third down before the Saints were about to stop them. Kyle Allen threw an incomplete pass. Riverboat, Riverboat Ron challenged the play. And surprisingly, they overturned the call on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Gave Carolina a new set of downs. Thankfully, it didn't hurt the Saints. But this this cannot happen. That that was not okay. I mean, yes, it was a pass interference call. Maybe he slowed him up a little bit. It looked like the ball was even uncatchable. You could argue that it was uncatchable because Chauncey kind of pulled on him a little bit. But that cannot happen because earlier in the game, Jared Cook had a terrible offensive pass interference call on him. That that sent back like a 30-yard reception. And there was not even a push-off. You couldn't even make something up as a flag there. Not that not that much longer. Michael Thomas had a two-point conversion called back from an offensive pass interference. They said he pushed off. Excuse me, you can push you can there's you can have contact within a yard, and he was at the one yard line. Not even to say he didn't even push off. So just some ticky tacky calls on the Saints all day long. A negative on, on this game, the Saints had 12 penalties. I know the refs screwed them on some. You could argue that the refs screwed up big time on four of them. That's still eight penalties, and eight penalties will result in seven points, no matter what. But the Saints did get 12 for 120 yards, and that hurts the team so bad. They are so lucky to come out of this, out of this game with a W. They actually were flagged 15 times, but three were declined. So that's way too many. Carolina... This season has been flagged 23 times. That's the least amount in the league. If you think about it, that's two penalties a game. 
And what we've been seeing for the Saints the past couple weeks is they've been getting at least eight, at least eight, at least eight. They need to cut that number in half, if not lower, if if they want to keep this run going. The Saints just cannot continue to keep hurting themselves. One of the things that hurt the Saints hurt the Saints the most. I'm not going to hate on Cam Jordan too much. He's a future Hall of Famer, future Saints Hall of Famer. But what he what he did today was maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen him do. Before I get into all that, Cat Terrell tweeted out that he's only had three brief unsportsmanlike conduct penalties his whole entire career, and today was one of them. Uh, just kind of a dumb, a dumb decision by Cam. It was second and long already. Tomorrow Davis had a sack, didn't get Kyle Allen to the ground, and I I know what Cam Jordan was trying to do. It's heat of the moment. He's trying to punch the ball out. He did it pretty vicious viciously. He tweeted out that he didn't hear the whistle blown. I I don't know. I believe Cam, but the way he just viciously viciously like punched his hand in there, um, that 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 hurts the team. They got a new set of downs that would have got the Carolina Panthers off the field. Uh, they later scored that drive, so that's def- that's a seven point swing that hurts the Saints. And the Saints would have a great field position if they did punt. So just that just can't happen again. We can't keep hurting ourselves. I know Cam. That won't happen again with Cam. I know what he was trying to do. Um, I've been seen on Twitter numerous tweets about this being worse than Miles Garrett. I don't even want to hear that. That's ridiculous. But along with penalties, the defensive back struggled struggled today. It's clear how important Marshawn Lattimore is to this secondary. They played great against the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they did not translate that success over into this game. They need Marshawn Lattimore back. He was questionable coming into the game. Pretty early, he was he was deemed as out. So the Saints have a game in four days. So hopefully he can come back to full health by Thursday. If he can't, hold him out. If he's not 100%, hold him out. The Saints just got to find a way to stop the Atlanta Falcons receivers. One thing I want to highlight, the Saints had this game won, it seemed like three or four times. And they could have put this game out, it seemed like three or four times. But they just kept hurting their, hurting themselves and letting the Carolina Panthers get back into this game numerous times. I'm just going to run off some of the miscues. Drew Brees, that interception to Traquan. He kind of forced that in there. Looked like it could have been catchable. Just a little bit too high. Maybe just too... Drew got too gunsling happy. Another one was the play calling. The play calling was great early on. They kind of got away from the run. They only had 18 runs in the whole entire game. In those 18 runs, they had 6.5 yards per carry. So that it just... Running the ball would stay ahead of the chains... They kind of got away from running the ball because it, it got into a pass-heavy game. Another thing I have written down was the Cameron Jordan punch. We already talked about that, and we talked about the flags. The thing that allowed the Carolina Panthers to drive down the field and potentially go take the lead was the Ted Ginn drop the series before. Drew Brees threw maybe the best pass I've thrown him, seen him throw all season, and it was just a dime to Ted Ginn. It was great coverage by Dante Jackson, the former LSU Tiger, but it definitely should have been caught by Ted Ginn. It would have been a touchdown. That's a huge point swing. That would have made it 38-31. to 31. Carolina would have had the ball with like four minutes left. Who knows what would have happened. But it's 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 a catch Ted Ginn has to make. I know we're all so antsy when the ball goes to Ted Ginn. He had some catches earlier on. But it's just something he's got to hang on to against his former team too. Right when I saw Drew Brees chuck it. And I was like, it was flashbacks to that divisional game when Ted Ginn burnt his old team. For like a 75-yard touchdown, but he just couldn't hang on. And later on, Drew targeted Ted Ginn two more times. He missed both. One, Ted Ginn did have a step, 
on the safety. Drew just threw a little bit too far right, and then the other one was just way too short for Ted Ginn. They have a ton of things to clean up, but what's important is they did enough to win this football game. It doesn't matter. Looking back on it three weeks from now, we won't care how they won. We will just care that they won. To stay up in, in this NFC South first seeding rank, they need to have won this game, and they did. It was such a big game for them. Looking back in December, we will not care how they won this game. We will not care how ugly they played as long as they clean it up. If this doesn't become a tradition getting these 10 penalties a game, if they clean this up, if this is the game where they say, okay, this is enough, we need to clean this up, that's positive. Another thing I just got to say, I, I, it, I have to get this off my chest. Michael Thomas should be in the MVP conversation. There's no doubt in my mind that he's been the most valuable player for this team, if not the most valuable player in this league. I know it's going to be hard to catch Lamar Jackson and what he's doing in Baltimore because he's doing some crazy things there, but he should be in the conversation. The other people in the conversation are Deshaun Watson, and we saw what Lamar Jackson did to Deshaun Watson last week. We also beat Deshaun Watson. So Michael Thomas should be in that conversation because he's breaking records every single week, it seems like. I have some more to tell you not not too far along. But this man has been insane. He's been the best receiver in the league, easily. He's on pace to break Marvin Harrison's receiving record. And no one's even talking about this. He's on pace to actually break the receiving yards record. He's ahead of schedule with Calvin Johnson of Calvin Johnson's receiving record. I mean, it'll be tough for him to catch that because Calvin Johnson had a couple 200-yard games sprinkled in there. But he's on pace. That's showing how dominant this player is. You literally can't guard Mike. But Drew was slinging it today. It was clear to me that Drew looks good. He He's slinging it. He didn't care. He was chucking that ball deep. Chucking that, chucking that ball deep. Jared Cook had six receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. Maybe his best game was a Saint, and he's been he's been turned on lately. He has four touchdowns in the past five games, and he kind of had that setback because he had that little injury that put him out a couple weeks. But this is the Jared Cook that we signed. If Michael Thomas and Jared Cook can be going get going on, and teams don't know who to lock in onto, they're dangerous. I don't know how you stop this team. If if I was opposing team trying to game plan, I wouldn't even know where to start. Because Kamara, he's been te- on a tear too this past couple weeks. Just, I don't I don't know what you do to stop this football team if you have Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara on. And even if just Ted Gidd and Traquan Smith can just be effective, just a 10, 15-yard catch here and there. Another thing I want to touch base on, Sean Payton said this definitely wasn't his best called game. There was a few calls I was a little questionable about. I would have definitely gone for on those fourth down too. But he didn't like the calls that he chose. We saw... On the most crucial fourth down, Malcolm Brown actually came out at fullback, and he said in the press conference that was a goal line formation, and he was hoping for a goal line formation by the by the Panthers. They just didn't come out in that, and he said it wasn't the look they were looking for, so he called the timeout, and he called the play that he did. I don't know what he, what run that was, but it didn't work at all. Kamara lost like three or four. I'll have to look back on what happened there, but he said he did like the first call a little bit more, but definitely wasn't a good call by him. On fourth and inches. Bottom line is they have a ton of work to do, but they won this game, so that's all that matters. Another name that I want to give a spotlight to is Patrick Omame. He stepped up big when Toronto Armistead went down that knee. I was like, oh great. I I I I said it in the preview. 
that it's been huge that Toron Armstead's been healthy this year. I even knocked on wood, so maybe it's my fault that he got hurt. It was a left ankle injury. He he actually walked off the field, but he got carted off into the locker room. He never did actually come back, so let's hope if that's just minor. Ankle injuries always hurt so much more for those big guys because they just carry so much weight and they need those ankles. It's 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 unclear how bad the ankle injury is. Let's hope it's just a sprain. He might miss next week against Atlanta. But Patrick Omame, I'll be pretty confident in him if Toron Armstead does miss this next game in four days because he stepped up big time. It'll actually be interesting to see this week of practice who got banged up and if Lattimore practices this coming Monday or Tuesday, it's key for him to be in this game. But if he's not, the Saints DBs will have to pick up the slack. They cannot have another game like this. They cannot lose receivers like they lost DJ Moore multiple times a day. But next week in Atlanta on Thanksgiving, whew, you couldn't ask for more. So I know Saints fans will be eating roasted turkey on Thanksgiving, but definitely be some roasted Falcon too. I'm hyped the Saints got this win. I'm super hyped for the Thanksgiving game. It's just it's it's a good time to be a Saints fan. I'll be diving much deeper into this film on Twitter to see what what went right and what went wrong. So please hit me up on Twitter or give me a follow at Brennan underscore Ertl. Ask me any questions you have. Ask me about any plays that you want me to look up at the All-22. I can show you what, what they did right or wrong. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Another big win for the Saints. It's going to be a good business week for all of us because we go to the office and we're like, okay, yeah, our team won. We got a game just here in four days. We can lock up the division with the win. Saints just got to keep balling. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And who that?